Amen. Welcome. Merry Christmas. So great to see you all and so great to have you here with us today. I hope that you have come ready to just enjoy a great celebration this morning. Um, I'm Pastor Brian and I want to welcome you to Woodland Life Center's Christmas Sunday family celebration. In a moment, I'm going to um, introduce to you our MC for the day. Uh, but first, just a couple of announcements. I, I hope you received one of these bulletins on your way in. Um, it's filled with great information. A couple of things I want to highlight. This evening at 6 p.m., we will have a uh, Christmas Eve um, service in here. This And, and it's going to be very different from what we're doing this morning. It's going to be very reflective. Um, uh, we, we will come around the communion table this evening have a candle lighting service. Um, it's just a very different kind of experience uh, that, that we will have this evening at 6 p.m. I hope you will plan on joining us for that as well. This coming Friday night, we open this place up for um, our monthly family skate night. So if you're interested in, or you're trying to find something to do with the kids, um, bring them here Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m. It's free. We turn this place into a skating rink. It's a great time. We've had very few injuries so far. Um, and now we don't have skates to rent out. We have some that, uh, if you're looking for skates, we have some that you could borrow. Uh, but uh, it's best to bring your own skates. But that's a, a fun time. That's this coming Friday night. And then uh, next Sunday is uh, New Year's Eve. We'll have a regular worship time together that morning, and then you'll notice in here that we're having a New Year's Eve party that starts at 6 p.m., but you'll also notice that it says that it's going to 12 p.m. Um, it's actually 12 a.m., so we're, we're not attempting an all-nighter here. I'm, uh, once I left youth ministry, I left all-nighters behind, um, but our teens are doing something together with uh, a bunch of youth groups up at Golden Bell at the same time. So if you have a teenager and you want to find out more information on that, please contact our youth pastor. You'll have his information in your bulletin as well. Well, again, welcome. And I want to welcome to the stage our dear friend and brother, Scott Stearman. He is going to emcee our day for us. So will you welcome up, Scott? Oh, my word, this room is, there's a lot of folks here. I love to tell stories. Can I tell you a story? Thank you. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve, 1958. My dad was standing alone on a windy railroad platform at the depot in Meade, Kansas. You see, back then, shopping, you didn't have online shopping. We had a Sears catalog. He had ordered everything from Sears. And he had gone to the train every day to try 
hopefully, to retrieve all of our packages. So he stood there on that platform. It's Christmas Eve. Nope, it's the day before Christmas Eve. This is December 23rd. We're leaving that night to drive to Colorado for a Colorado Christmas. The train arrived, and to his delight, everything was on that train. He gathered that up, loaded us up. We came to Colorado for Christmas, to Green Mountain Falls. It was a magical thing for a little boy from western Kansas to come to the mountains, especially at Christmas time. My grandmother and her husband were the caretakers of Pikes Peak. They lived halfway up. There was a house at what's now the picnic grounds. So the whole mountain was closed, but she gave us a key. We went through the toll gate, went up there on Christmas Eve, and we rode sleds on the highway because there was no one else on the mountain. That afternoon, we went and cut a Christmas tree, and we took it back to our little cabin in Green Mountain Falls, and we decorated it. And my dad was delighted because he watched us enjoy the magic of Christmas. He turned on the radio about 6 o'clock, and Paul Harvey was doing a broadcast announcing the arrival of Santa at our house. Dad tuned that up. We listened, and Santa Claus has just landed in front of your house, and he's now getting out of his sleigh, and he's walking to your front door. Perfect timing. A good friend of my dad's came through the front door dressed as Santa. My eyes were as big as silver dollars. He pushed in new bicycles. He carried in packages. This was amazing for a little boy from western Kansas. And my father sat over there with his home movie camera and took movies, but he was delighted because he was watching his children enjoy Christmas. If we, who are sinners, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to his children who ask? We're gathered kind of in the living room. And our Heavenly Father is watching with delight. And he's listening to our songs. And he's hearing our prayers. And he is smiling as he watches all of us celebrate Christmas. Mark and Christy, come and Give us some music to start this morning off after those girls sing. So amazing. Mark and Christy Bovey. If you don't know them, you need to know them.
Gonna stand up again. Gilmore family, where are you? Come on up. Well, Merry Christmas, this everybody. Is, Christmas, everybody. <laughs> this is the Gilmore family. If you don't know them, you need to know them. I wanted you all to see them before we watch this. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There you go. If it weren't for kids, have you ever thought there wouldn't be no Santa Claus? 
Look what the stork just brought. Thank God for kids. And we'd all live in a quiet house without Big Bird or a Mickey Mouse. Who lay on the couch? Thank God for kids. Thank God for kids. There's magic for the wild. A special kind of sunshine and a smile. Do you ever stop to think or wonder why? The nearest thing to heaven is a child. Daddy, how does this thing fly? And a hundred other where's and why? I really don't know, but I try. Thank God for kids. When I look down in those trusting eyes that look to me, I realize there's love that I can't buy. Thank God for kids. Thank God for kids. There's magic for a while. a child When you get down on your knees tonight and thank the Lord for his guiding light pray they turn out right thank God for kids I'm 64 years old, and I still feel like a kid when there are presents under the tree. I want to spread that paper out so I can read what's printed on the box through the paper. Hey, Sarah and Mia, come on up. I'm going to ask the ushers to come up. Can you kick the lights up just a, just a skosh? Um, we're going to take an offering. Ushers, if you'll prepare... You know, this time of year, I, I drive by and am confronted in my own heart when I see people holding signs and I see stories on TV about need around the holidays and how different organizations and different people are responding to that. We have an opportunity to respond as a church, and we do every week. The offering that we take in the mornings pays the electric bill, sure, but we have a system in our denomination where we have Nazarene Compassionate Ministries and Nazarene World Evangelism that the money we put in our plates today is the way our church responds every week to need and hurt in our world. So today we're going to take an offering, and it's not just to help us keep the lights turned on, but it's to respond to human needs. So I encourage you to uh, be generous in helping others this morning. Sarah and Mia are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they're going to play. Let me pray. Father, thank you for this morning and all of our friends in this room and for the gifts that you have given us. Help us to give gifts as well. Um, We thank you for Christmas. Amen.
where's the Eller family? Come on up, you guys. Today our Advent time is worshiping. They were some of the elite in education. They understood the signs of the times and their meanings. They saw what nobody else was able to see. Not only did they see and, and understand, but they responded. Matthew 2, 1 to 12 talks about, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem of, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream to not go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. John begins his gospel account with these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. With, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world, and, through the wor and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one, the only who came from Father full of grace and truth for grace, and truth has come to us through Jesus Christ. Today is no different. Some will see and understand and respond, while others will not. Some will recognize him, and others won't. He has revealed himself. He has spoken. He has come. Messiah has come, and he not only fulfilled the prophecies, but he paid the ultimate price that we might know him intimately. Let us join together in the worship of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords today.
Jessica and Caitlin, I would love to adjust this mic for you. I'm really excited about a ukulele. Seriously. You guys can gather around there. Take a deep breath. Don't know what to say when I look in your eyes. You made the world before I was born. And here I am holding you in my arms tonight.
I would love for the Steele family to come up. So this song is written from the perspective of the wise men or magi and um, one in particular has come to the Christ child and he's kneeling by the manger and the questions that rise in his heart as he's seeking his Lord are the same questions that tend to rise in our heart as we go through our journey and we're seeking God. God, do you see me? Do you know me? Do you know my pain? Do you care? And can you save me?
Thanks, you guys. I promise not all my stories come from my childhood, but I think the best ones do. I told this last year, and uh, those of you who were in this service last year, you'll remember this, but I'm the son of a preacher, and I know any good story is always worth retelling and taking ownership. So uh, this is true. When I was in kindergarten, we had our Christmas program at our church. And we had Sunday school teachers back then who had names like Daisy Whithorn. I love that name. And Edna Mae Chittam. And they took great care of us, and they worked with us just like, just like the folks here who work with children. They're so committed. So the time came for the Christmas program. And so they gave each child a letter. And they gave them a little verse to recite with the letter. And the letters across the stage was going to spell Christmas star. And so Mrs. Whithorn had Christmas over here. And star was over here. You know those two little rooms usually in a lot of churches that are off to the side? And so when the time came, they sent the children in, and each child is holding a letter. C is for the Christ child. H is for the Holy One. You know, and they recited their little lines all the way down. Christmas came in over here in the right order. Star came in over here backwards. Christmas, rats. In front of the whole church. Isn't that the stuff, though, that just makes children's programs and kids singing so delightful to all of us? I have children in my life here in Colorado, too. It's the Miller family. Come and sing. lean into this microphone there's quite a lot of us eventually I think the beautiful thing about Christmas time and baby Jesus and even what Scott was talking about is that every child has this delight at Christmas and it all starts and stems from this baby a baby Jesus and that's the excitement of opening presents and candy canes and all that delight but it starts with baby Jesus all over the world, and children see him differently. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we're going to sing about that, children all over the world. Jesus born there. 
children see in dark as they sweet Mary's son to whom we pray some children see in dark as they and all they love him so the children in each different feel like Father Abraham when I say, those are my babies. There you go. Hey, this next number, it's going to look very cool. Would you refrain from doing any flash photography during this first song? That would help a lot. And uh, you'll understand why by and by. Yeah, so some kids are going to sing for us. If you can just not use your flash, that'd be great. Thanks.
long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible say, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hark now, hear the angels sing, a king is born today, and man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day.
Just a few words, and then we'll have our last group come up. What is it that we can really offer him when you consider that for God so loved 
the world that he gave his only son. In reality, he's given us everything. We are the receivers at Christmas. Receivers of of the ultimate gift. For God, the creator and sustainer of all things, so loved the world. And don't misunderstand, he did care for the earth and all the material things that had been created, but that's not really what it's talking about. It's talking about people. For God so loved human beings. And when he said the world, it's, it's, it's really important to us that we understand that because it didn't stop with the Israelites or the Hebrews or, or the Jews. He loved them as well, but he loved the whole world. That included us here on the other side of the planet. For the creator of all things loved human beings all over the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life the ultimate gift under the tree is a gift that has your name on it and it has my name on it the gift of salvation the reality that God himself took care of our problem For all had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us has failed. Every one of us has messed up to the point that that the truth is about us, we don't deserve heaven. Yet the ultimate gift offered to us today is a gift of salvation that has each one of our names on it. And it's yours for the taking. But understand that until you receive the gift, until you, in essence, take the gift out from underneath the tree and open it up and own it, it really isn't yours. You're you're not in possession of it until you agree to receive it. Until you ultimately say yes to God's plan, which was... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe, believe in who he is, yes, that is the starting place. But believing on what he did, we celebrate Christmas because of a birth of a baby. Indeed, that is the point of this season. But the question behind that is, why was he born in the first place? Because he became the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We celebrate his birth because of his death on a cross. But over 2,000 years ago, the Messiah stretched out his arms on a wooden cross, on a Roman cross, And he bled and he died, declaring with his own mouth, it is finished. 
And it's still true today. He died for you and I. He died so that he could offer us the gift. With your eyes closed, with your eyes closed, it comes before each and every one of us an opportunity to say yes to his plan, to say yes to his gift that he has offered us. And I I understand that most of us in this room have already said yes, but perhaps there are some here today that you realize in this moment your name is on the gift, and it's, and it's right there before you, but you've never really received it. You've never taken ownership of it. Of it. You've never actually agreed to his plan. You've never accepted Jesus as Messiah. And you feel that stirring in your heart right now, realizing that he is speaking to you, inviting you to receive his gift today. I'm just going to say a prayer, and I want to ask that everyone in this room repeat after me. And it's a, it's a prayer, a simple prayer, accepting this gift. And if you're here today and you're ready to do this for the first time, as you're joining with, with everyone else in this room, repeating this prayer after me, own this prayer. And, and receive Jesus as your Savior today. Would you all repeat after me? Dear Jesus, you are the reason for the season. Thank you for being born. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I believe. I choose to believe. I understand I have sinned. And that I need a Savior. You are my Savior. You are the Savior of the world. I confess my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. Come and live in my heart. Come and own my life. Thank you for forgiving me. I am yours. And you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. If, uh, if you said that prayer today for the first time, or, or maybe it's for the first time in a long time and you've rededicated your life today, I, I really want to connect with you, and we really want to help begin to discipleship you be- disciple you, because here's the thing, um, you didn't just cross the finish line, you actually just started. You started a journey, and it's a journey that the rest of us are on, walking with Jesus daily, as we are all headed to the same place, eternal life with him. Who is excited about that? Yes, good. That is why we celebrate Christmas. I want to say a blessing over you. I don't, don't, don't stand. I'm going to say a blessing over you, and then after I do so, Vivace, the ladies that started us off this morning, 
they're going to sing one last song, and they're going to send us into Christmas Eve night and Christmas Day. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you. May he fill you with himself, the Prince of Peace. your heart be Self.